the dogs with Chansey and Chi. And as we, you and I were just talking about, this is our fifth season opener, uh, season preview of uh, Call of the Dogs. We started this five seasons ago, and uh, we're, we're embarking on our fifth season. So kind of kind of crazy to sit back and and think about. Uh, pr- pretty wild that we've uh, <laughs> we've been doing it for this long. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, if if somebody had been trying to pay us to do this we would have been cut off a long time ago (laughs) (laughs) so because we are our own motivators we are still here baby and we're still still uh just cranking out the season preview man this is uh yeah number five it's just wild uh i i still i mean I'm, i'm thankful we at least you know obviously we captured the the natty season which is it's more special than most i still wish we started a year before we did in that 2017 season but that's also like that's pretty much the reason why we started this is like man golly like we might actually do it one day <laughs> so <laughs> we actually got excited enough about what the products on the field to where we decided let's uh, let's talk about this a little bit more but yeah man excited to things that we've been able to experience and then kind of talk about and uh and have this all recorded it's pretty awesome but uh we're in a very interesting uh time because we have never done a we've never opened a season as defending national champions and here we are and we talked about it last time that we're, we're starting to grapple with the the thoughts and the mentality of being a defending national champion and and what comes along with that and uh the state of the fan base and 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 what's our team going to be like and so i feel like we're coming into as, as i think about our season preview it it's kind of hard to to figure out where we're going to be mentally going into this this season, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling pretty positive. I, I think we've we lost so many guys last year I'm, from a mentality standpoint. Now, obviously, you don't want to lose the largest draft class in the history of the NFL draft. <laughs> I mean, you do because it gets you a national championship, but at the same time, you, the next season you're gonna we're gonna hurt in, in a lot of areas of mm-hmm. because of of what we lost, and uh, but it's. It's going to be interesting to see how we how we come out the gates in Atlanta, in in a in a huge game against a great opponent in Oregon. So, uh, I'm interested to see how uh, we've got a lot of young guys that are going to have a chance to step up, and we got a lot of leadership that's got to come out of the woodwork because uh, we 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 lost a lot of that leadership, and so a lot of the, the the big names the marquee names that we were we were used to last year we, we don't have those guys and they're already making splashes in the NFL and uh, so I'm, I'm it's gonna be interesting uh, September September's coming quick though uh, I was looking at the calendar I was like oh my god it's <laughs> it's like a freight train coming Summer, summer's over I mean what in the world where'd it go kids are back at school there's I mean classes at Georgia uh, classes at University of Georgia started today. And I feel like yesterday was, I don't know, February. <laughs> it is wild. We're, um, yep, coming out of the summer. The, the, the most beautiful thing every year about, you know, you, you get out of the warmer weathers. You got the, the lake season and all that, which is, you know, you know me. Uh, it's one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, and then, but as it starts to, to wind down, you're looking forward to football season every year. Uh, and, I, I, I'm with you, man. It's it's crazy to think that not only do we as fans have to think, like you and I talked about, how we need, need to. 
it's not even a tempering of expectations. It's really just like a, a sigh of relief that we have this big monkey off our back. But, you know, you got to think about what the mindset of the players is. Because, I mean, no matter what, I mean, Kirby can say whatever, you know, he needs to say as the head football coach to make it seem like it's not a big deal, that nobody's thinking about it. But every single one of these kids, I mean, they're 18, 19, 20 years old. All of these kids are still thinking about that day that they won the national championship in that cold-ass city up in Indianapolis or Indiana. It's it's not going to be something that's washed from their mind anytime soon. And and so to to take that and and still revert that focus into what this I mean what we needs to be a war path to Atlanta and then a war path to where is it Los Angeles this year. Um, it's going to be tough especially when you look at our and, and we'll get in the schedule breakdown here in a little bit but I mean when you look at the the first probably third of our schedule I mean it's tough to feel like they're going to get super motivated right there at the beginning of the season so I'm with you man the mindset coming in this year especially with the big game neutral site you know against Oregon it's 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 really going to have to be a heightened sense of urgency in terms of you know we get we need wins and we need wins fast you know there's no there's no room for error at this point well, and you look at you an interesting dynamic that we kind of we'll touch on, but talking about Oregon, who's the head coach over there? It's the defending defensive coordinator <laughs> or defending national champion defensive coordinator, who who knows who knows how to what what our weaknesses are and what and what our our situation is and can try to capitalize on that. And so I think that uh, I think with him knowing where we're at. He can, he can use that as motivation for his team. So mm-hmm. he's got he's got a team that's trying to prove themselves and wanting to be a the, the big name the biggest name in the Pac-12, and and vying for a position in one of these super conferences. We got, they got to throw that out there. So he's trying to fight for that. Right. He's got all kinds of freaking motivation right now <laughs> <laughs> for this to happen. I mean, but but really and truly, he's in a. He's in a he's in nuclear mode right now to try to figure mm-hmm. out what they're going to do as a, as a university, and being able to kind of have the he knows the I was he, he know he knows the mentality of the guys that he's going to be playing against, and, and and so he he has that wherewithal when it comes to our team and preparing for us. He, he has that insight, which to me I think is pretty it can be dangerous for us. Uh, I do think we are a more talented team, but we've seen in the past where that doesn't always make a rip, and so it's yeah. very it's very important that that dynamic I think will will play out larger. That's we got that's why we got to come out strong and come out focused. I completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah, old Dan, man, you know he must have been a, a pretty damn good uh, defensive coordinator for us to be replacing him with two guys. <laughs> you know, I, I still. Have they clarified how that's gonna work? I mean, my, I mean, surely Glenn Schumann is thinking. I guess Kirby's my my opinion on that is, and and I can't remember if we really touched on this last time, but my opinion on that is, it's got to be getting to the point where Muschamp is just gonna slowly like he. I think Kirby is anticipating Schumann getting a bigger role elsewhere, and so he's just kind of saying, "All right, I've got this guy in Muschamp." who can just slide in, veteran, great defensive coach. I know we've had our differences in the past, and, and he was a not a great great head coach anywhere, uh, Florida, South Carolina, you name it. 
But the dude is a hell of a defensive coordinator. And I think for Kirby to have that luxury of, one, him being there already, but two, just like, all right, well, if somebody leaves, I'll just slide Muschamp in there, and he ain't going nowhere. Like, that dude is, well, he's got his son on the team. He's he's relaxed. They Obviously, a home here now. And I feel like he's comfortable where he is, and he's at a position in his. He's at a point in his career where there's he's not hunting. For, like he's tried the head coaching thing, didn't work out. Just settle for what you got, and he's going to get paid well. So I don't. I, you know, it's just it's interesting. I I think that we're in a great position as a coaching staff. Still don't know how the hell we have Del McGee on the staff. How is <laughs> that? Doesn't make any sense to me. I, I almost am afraid to bring it up because I don't I, want anything to happen. I, I will. We, we need to give him a few counties of the state. Like if, I don't know if that if, if he wants that. I mean, if that's something of interest to him, I think we should make that happen. But I think it's it's very um, it's crazy to think that he might be the best recruiter <laughs> in the country of any person ever. <laughs> I mean, he's just he's phenomenal and. Uh, I just we whatever at all costs we have to we have to keep him and I don't know what Kirby's doing but whatever it is just keep keep doing it. <laughs> well, you know I've got I've got a buddy who seems to think that Kirby runs off his staff or like and and I know Kirby's got to be demanding and and there's no question about it. There's not a like a oh like I'm speculating. No, absolutely Kirby Smart is on everybody's ass twenty four seven and I'm sure he. He makes makes sure that they are you know burning the midnight oil and all this different kind of stuff. And I mean, there's been there obviously there's a lot of these guys don't get to spend near as much time with their family. Same thing with Kirby, blah blah blah. And so for a guy for like Del McGee to be so successful to stick around like this, I mean, there's something more to that than than oh like he's I I, I think he got a raise this past year I believe. I mean. There's more to it than just dollars, and there's no doubt about it. That to me, um, speaking of Dell, though, we did recently. Uh, this is the first time in in the, his history at Georgia that I feel like he's he actually whiffed on a couple of, of big time running back recruits this year, um, and this is on the heels of us getting a five star running back last year, and obviously multiple five star running backs the year before, and then you know you name it, go back as far as you want. Um, but we did whiff on a legacy. Uh, I think his name is Justice. Justice Haynes. This is Vron Haynes' son. Um, he's going to Bama. And then there was another kid from Florida who's also going to Bama. And so I'm a little confused there. <laughs> Where the, but, you know, the thing is, we've seen it. We've seen guys, James Cook and Zamir White, both committed to us. I'm sure somebody else was like, what the hell? Like, this kid is from Miami. You know, and this kid's from North Carolina, you know, and, uh, but yeah, it's, um, and then they both stayed four years. Go figure. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't figure out some of these kids. And, and yeah, he did, he did miss on that. And, and I think, um, something tells me he'll bounce back and we'll be just fine because I'm looking at a couple of these freshmen we've got that are, uh, that are coming on the field at running back. And I'm the sweet mother. Uh, it, it's, Branson is, is terrifying. <laughs> Branson is if Nick, Nicholas Chubb had someone about his age that was his son. <laughs> Dude, 
He is uh he's jacked. Yeah, he looks like he he looks like he can kill you through that picture that you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, and then there's and, and Kirby talked about it at the uh, they had they had a scrimmage this past weekend and or this week and he he basically said that people just people realize how hard these guys are to tackle these these freshman running backs because they haven't really been able to do that and, and then they got out and scrimmage their scrimmage and he was pretty low key about it but if he's a, if he brings something like that up I mean these guys are these guys are tough and and they're gonna they're gonna show out pretty early yeah honestly after all these like any of the summer camp or, or preseason scrimmages if if there's any praise that's uttered out of of Coach Smart's mouth. <laughs> It means something. It means honestly, it bears a lot of weight. Uh, he's also talked about the other guy, the Andrew Paul uh, running back, another true freshman coming in. Man, these guys again, like we're looking at a stable of running backs. I mean, you got a couple five stars, but honestly, across the board, every single one of them. I mean, of course, we are we've got unproven freshmen here, but I just cannot wait to see Kendall and Kenny just run this offense and 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 spe- like Kenny and we know what I think we know what Kendall can do more than we know Ken, Kenny because Kenny has not Kenny's a more dynamic player but he has not been given near as many opportunities at, you know over the years now I mean Kendall doesn't have a lot of touches either but we know more about the style of play that Kendall can be you know I feel like Kendall is almost I feel like Kendall's almost a blend of, of Chubb and Sony like he's a guy who can he can get out wide, he can run between the tackles, but he's not going to be the guy who's going to be like that that catch that Kenny made in the national championship game, uh, and, and where he just like he it got tipped up in the air and he caught it one handed and whatnot. The the amount of focus and and honestly just God given talent that that takes. That's why I'm super excited. You're not going to hear me shut up about about Kenny unless he does something really bad. I'm going to talk about Kenny a lot this year. <laughs> me and all, me and me and my brother Austin, we we are we love number six, man. So uh, sorry, I know we haven't even been to got starting to started to get into the depth chart here, but uh, I'm just really excited about Kenny, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just I'm I'm excited to watch how it goes all season <laughs> um it's it's, it's gonna be good I, I think um well let's let's before we uh get into all that let's look at let's get through some injuries real quick and um you brought up you brought up Kendall uh he's kind of been dealing with that hamstring he, he's kind of still coming off of that so I, I think I don't know if he was full speed or, or I don't know how long he's got to be out but mm-hmm. um he's been he's been battling stuff a lot too. I mean, we barely saw him last season. Um, didn't get to see him. He got a few carries, but um, but anyway, didn't see much of him. But the big ones, obviously, Arian Smith, uh, ankle injury requiring surgery. It wasn't a break, but there was. He's going to be out. I think. It, I think they said four weeks is what it's looking like. Is is probably what it. Would oh, four weeks. Being. Okay. Yeah. That's... I, it was. It wasn't. It didn't. Now they. That was a projected. So I don't yeah. know if that's. If it's going to end up being longer than that. But I don't know if he's had the surgery yet. I feel like he's probably not far from it if he hadn't had it already. Uh, but, <clears throat> but and talk about a guy who can't. As coach and coach said, it can't catch a break. I mean, the guy is just. He's he's only touched the ball. I mean. You look at the number of times he's touched the ball, and he has scored so many touchdowns and has so many yards with, with so few catches. I mean, nobody right. can touch him. Yep. Nobody can touch him. He's so His fast. touchdown per touch rate has to be astronomical. 
it's it's wild and he's he was somebody that uh, and, and still can i mean i'm not this does not him coming bouncing back from this injury they they don't talk about it as a major as a season breaker by any means like like pickens had or anything like that but uh but anything that slows him down that's that's his that's his uh weapon is his speed and he's just going to blow right past you and uh and, and so we'll just we'll see how it how long it takes him to bounce back from it but he can still play a huge role for us this year we have a we have a weird situation with receiver to me because we have a little bit of depth not a lot but we have strangely we may have somebody that can plug in for area and i don't know if you have read about this kid uh dylan bell i think he's i think he's from texas um apparently there's people that are raving about what he's been doing in camp um and i don't think he was a, he was not a uh, early enrollee uh, but Dylan Bell apparently is wowing people, and he's got that same kind of, you know, that track speed that Arian Smith has. You know, I hate it for Arian. Like, the guy, just like you said, just can't catch a break. He just he just can't stay healthy at all. Um, and it's not a, you know, hey, it, it is a next man up thing, but it's not, you know, nothing personal against Arian. But, I mean, we got to find a guy who's going to be able to play that same role. But you look across the board right now, I mean, Arian, Arian was – would not I don't think he's slated to start a game right now if even if he was healthy and so you know it's kind of one of those things that he's a luxury to have um he's not you know completely replaceable by any means but I think we get guys that can play that role in this system uh so I'm I'm hoping the best for Arian praying for him and we'll uh hopefully he'll get it, have a quick recovery other than that uh did we talk about Taiki at all mm, haven't mentioned Taiki yet he, we we don't know exactly what his situation is, but honestly, this is knock on some wood, Chancy. You know, this is one of the healthiest that we've heard. You know, what a week into camp that we've heard about the team uh, in a long time, uh, and um, Aaron Smith is really the only major injury. We still got guys that are recovering. You know, even even Brock Bowers is still recovering. You know, he's been held out um, a little bit, but Tyke apparently has been held out uh, from at least from tackling drills. Uh, you know, just a guy that we thought, you know, you get a transfer from West Virginia who's slated to be a West, uh, an All-American, you think, well, all right, well, you know, plug him in wherever he needs to be. But uh, we'll we'll see what, what comes of that. Maybe he's going to be more ready closer, you know, in towards the middle of the season. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, we got we still got Chris Smith back there and uh, old Dirty Dan, so <laughs> excited about that. Let's, uh, hey, real quick, Chancey, pull up, uh, I don't know if you had to search this or not, and and before we really dive into, you know, breaking down the team completely and position by position, I wanted to get your thoughts. The dogs are number three on the preseason AP poll. We've got Alabama at number one, Ohio State's number two. Uh, if you got that list pulled up in front of you, wanted to know what your thoughts are on four through twenty-five here. Who what what makes sense? What what doesn't make sense? Well. Um... If you had, if you don't have it pulled up, I can, I can dive into it. <laughs> well, I, I was, I've, I've looked at it. I'm pulling it up now. So, I can tell you right now, Clemson's number four, which is hilarious. And that, and that is just, you know, what did they lose three games last year? That's a little bit of a brand ranking there. I mean, what is that team? Now, I, I agree with the, the, whoever is looking at that team and thinking, golly, they still got the t- the, the tools to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I think they do. But 
if your quarterback plays like DJ Ogunlagalaga again <laughs> two two years in a row, you you ain't going nowhere, man. You ain't going nowhere. Well, when you can't when you can't succeed like that in the, uh, where where they're at, it's just it's a testament to to what's to what's going on. But yeah, that's that's a stretch. And then if you look right behind it, in Notre Dame, I think that's to me that's a brand that's a brand deal too. I mean, you're just they're 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 everybody's high on Notre Dame right now. Uh, I think Notre Dame's a good team, but when you're you lose your head coach, you're you got a guy. I mean, you're not transitioning a ton. Mm-hmm. But you're just expecting this first-time head coach to come in and lead you to a basically to a playoff. I mean, if you're looking at this at this right here, or get you to, get you to a New Year's Six bowl game, which they did last year. But um, I don't know. I'm, that's kind of kind of high to me. Well, uh, the the thing that jumps out to me the most. I mean, some of, some of these you got the usual suspects. I mean, Michigan deserves to be you know, up there somewhere. I mean, they were a, a good team that got destroyed by the Dogs last year. Um, Utah was the best team in the Pac-12 by far. Um, not sure why Oregon is, is ranked as high as they are. That doesn't really make sense to me. Baylor's a good team, man. I'm I'm, a, I'm actually excited to see how they, they turn things. Uh, you know, honestly, you know, they could repeat uh, in the Big 12 uh, this year. I would not be surprised whatsoever. Um, the biggest <laughs> one to me that just makes no sense is North Carolina State. And I know that the ACC is weak, but they, they came in number 13 in this list and on the top 25. And I I know they have a decent quarterback over there. I know the ACC is weak, but is it weak enough to put them in number 13? Like, would they really line up and beat? Like, so Arkansas is number 19. Arkansas would beat North Carolina State. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, especially... Oh, yeah with the kind of guys that they got on their defense that would make a big difference to North Carolina. So anyway, don't understand the hype with them. Uh, there was another team up there that just made no sense. I feel bad for Wake Forest, man. They lost their – I don't know if you saw that. Sam Hartman, who was just a, a disgusting quarterback over the last few um, – he had some sort of um, – undisclosed health issue where he he's basically having to walk away from football for the time being so obviously hate it for him hate it for that program um but you look at this because they were putting up some points yeah they they were putting up a lot of points but you look at this top 25 i mean how we it is just so crazy how top heavy college football has gotten and i really don't know if this whole nil thing is going to help um or maybe it will you know give a little bit more parity but it is just wild that, you know, you look at, I mean, anybody, basically anybody outside the top, I'm going to say six or seven, has no chance. <laughs> no chance to even get in the playoff. So we're, we're early in this transfer portal NIL era and where we're at. And I think I think what's gonna what's gonna happen with a lot of these teams, too, is with the transfer portal, you can you can't build a foundation. Unless you've already got something in place, you can't you can't survive this, and, yeah. and the the turnover is just is is incredible. Uh, what what's out there? I mean, yes, you have your you basically if you're in this top if you're in the top fifteen, you pretty much have your your pick of the litter in terms of guys that are putting their name in the hat. But mm-hmm. but you're but at the same time, you may be picking these guys, but you might have lost three that you've got to fill their spot in, and you're not exactly filling them with 
top quality. I mean, you, you get what I'm saying? It's just not yeah. – it doesn't It doesn't line up. And, and a lot of these teams, to be able to build something, you've got to have something – actually put something on top of and you and you you build your your you're building your organization what you're about and building your identity and you just can't do that in this world you you just look at those top teams we have we have identity alabama's got identity ohio state's got identity and you look at that those top team the top the top five and you after that it gets it gets hairy in a hurry I just can't wait wait to watch uh, Texas A&M go eight and four again this year. <laughs> the hype and them just, oh my gosh, it's legit. And I mean, you you heard me, and I'm you know what, I'm not going to do it in this episode, Chancy, but you heard me kind of ramble a little bit the other day about this whole NIL thing becoming like a subscription service and crap like that. But then you got Texas A&M, who's got this oil money that's just out there booty holes like. I'm just, oh man, I am just fed up with it, man. It's, it is just, it's becoming something that it's, that college football as we know it is dead. That whatever, whatever it was that we used to think of college football, the, I mean, I'm growing up, I used to sit in class, you know, in, in, in middle school and high school and just, th- just dream about, daydream about college football all day. It was just, you know, it was just, and now it's just like, it's, it's kind of disgusting about, you know what it's turned into and and how it's just uh all right well we got these guys that can shell out millions of dollars for these 18 year old kids who who really have not proven jack crap you know and so i feel like kirby's doing a really good job of and i would truly i mean i'll I'll applaud him like top to bottom how he's handled this situation because I think he knows that it's it's the future. I mean, I, every, no, I mean, you're an idiot if you don't think that that you know. I think there might be some regulation, but if you're a if you're a D1 college football coach and you don't think the NL, NIL is going to impact your team, you're wrong. And and he knows that he's got to play it. He's got to play that card, but he also knows that he doesn't want to be the guy like Jimbo Fisher, who is like literally just like not holding nothing back. Yeah, let's throw as much money as we can get as many kids as we can um of course it helps that that you know kirby kirby's got the natty in his back pocket but yeah it's um it's sad but i'm not like i said i'm not gonna ramble too i can go on about it a little bit too much but it's at this point i'm just thankful that we got that lat what we might term the last organic national championship well, and the only thing I'll say on it too is I, I do think there will be some sort of pendulum swing, and we've talked about it. There will be a little bit of a pendulum swing back. I, I agree with you. I think that what we know is gone, but there will be some leveling out. There, the the amount of money that's being thrown at unregulated is mm-hmm. just is crazy, and it will not last because you can't you can't flood the market with that kind of money and not see the results. Because if A right. and M if A and M doesn't win it in the next year or two, that the oil dries up. <laughs> Eventually, it ain't, ain't going I mean, because they're not gonna keep paying for it. I mean, well, I was gonna say if they literally lock these kids basically into a contract and say, "Yeah, I'll give you eight million dollars over four years," kind of thing. There's gonna be a point where it's like, "Well, crap! Like, do we have any money to <laughs> to, to keep shelling out of these kids?" I mean, it's it's if they get locked into these con, if it's a I don't know how many of these kids actually have representation, which is another thing in and of itself. But 
Yeah, man. There's there's a lot of different ways we could break that down, but all in all, that is to say, you know, I'm just thankful that we are not completely like that, where we're just using this thing as it is it is our game plan number one tactic. It's just to throw money around. And I, I appreciate that Kirby's still like, look, we're recruiting these guys for for it's it's more about and who was it that was that we were talking about last time that was talking about it? It was Nolan. It was Nolan that was talking about this is you're you're basically investing in, in more than more than your upfront dollars. You know, you're you're investing in your future, you know, bigger money to be had down the um, but anyway, you know, I hope these kids realize that. Chancy, enough enough rambling about the broad scope of, of college football and breaking down the AP poll. Let's get into the dogs here a little bit. Um, what what position group do you want to, to jump into here first? Well, uh, let's uh, let's let's start uh, let's start on offense. So we've got um, probably the most we think we, we've got a, the most of our returning guys. We, we've lost we lost a lot of guys there, but uh, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, when you're looking at guys like Pickens and Zeus and um, Cook and uh, your Sawyer and, and and a lot of different guys that we that we lost, but I think the potential of what's coming back is pretty exciting, um, and so I'm really interested to. I'm interested to see what our offense is going to look like. It was in, Munkin got his uh, – he had his press conference and he was getting asked all the questions about explosiveness and uh, what's the what are the receivers going to do and all this kind of stuff. So um, uh, let's start on the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> okay. So all that is to say, let's, let's, let's go to receivers first because I feel like that's one that, you know, obviously you get multiple positions of receiving group. You got – we we even touched on earlier how it feels like it's a weird thing because it, you know we got these guys come, some of these guys coming in we don't have this was my my biggest takeaway from receiver is it's so weird that we don't have the first time in a while that we don't have like a number one surefire standout guy uh, and of course we got Ad Mitchell had an incredible season last year uh, so did Lad you know Kyrus is a proven veteran. Um, Roseme showed some flashes. Arian's fast as crap. Dominique's coming back. So it's like there's no George Pickens, right, that, on this team. But every single one of these dudes, if, if you – so what we're looking at here are starting three. If you throw A.D. Mitchell, Ladd, and Kyrus, you know, with Kyrus playing the, the inside slot, A.D. being split, if you, if you throw that on the field, those dudes are, are – they're ball catchers, man. They'll catch anything that's anywhere near them, and and I love the workhorse attitude of all three of them. Ad Mitchell's probably a little bit more of a playmaker, but Ladd is a dude who's he's all open, he's open ninety percent. So to to me, if you trot out those t- those top three, there's gonna be some dude over in I don't know Kansas that's watching college football in the morning, you know, sipping a cold beer, and he's like, who the hell are these guys? You know, whatever they're gonna learn. <laughs> They gonna learn these boys can play. I'm excited about wide receiver. Uh, that 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 whole that whole room, man. Wide receiver group is great. The only thing that because I, I I'm with you 100. percent I think our wide receivers are are underrated because you're talking about a guy that was hitting a stride at the end of the season. Ad was just he lit up the playoffs. He lit up the yeah. the game against Michigan and and against Bama. Mm-hmm. Obviously with two two big touchdown catches. Um, but my only concern there is fragility. 
And you've got guys like, say, we've already got Arian is hurt, and we don't even know if we're going to have him. Dom, yes, but Dom has been plagued his entire career with us as well. Same with same with Rosemary. So, I mean, I guess my thing is just getting these guys healthy and can they stay healthy and we can have some depth at yeah. that position. I think what helps us is our tight end group. We can have some guys that can kind of fill some of those spots. But that's my only concern at wide receiver is having that depth with guys being a little less than healthy going into this. Well, I think Dominique is, from from what I understand and, and how he played, you know, he played in, in the spring and all that, he seems to be full go. And this is, you know, the first time in, what, two years now? Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see. The guy is incredible, and I'm, 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 I'm pumped about him. I just hope he can yeah. maintain that. Yeah, I mean, it's just, is he going to be the – Dom that we saw in 2019, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough, man. It's tough to come back and be that same guy. I mean, ask Nick Chubb that. I mean, Nick Chubb came back in 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 20 uh, 2016. He was not that same dude. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, you're still freaking Nick Chubb. <laughs> and eighty and eighty percent Nick Chubb is better than ninety percent of the uh, the college the running backs in college football. But you know, Dominique is is I think he's he's on a mission. If he's gone through this multiple times, multiple injuries, major injuries, and decided to still stick with it. I think that says a lot about his mental fortitude. And and so I, I'm excited about this. See, I mean, I know you, you're pulling for him too. We're all pulling for him. But let's, you know, I, I, I'm i not trying to temper expectations on him. But, I mean, he's he's still number two on the slot side, I think. But, I mean, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to sub in a lot. And then, we t- we mentioned him earlier. Dylan Bell is a guy who's you know, a freshman wide receiver who's getting a lot of hype coming out of camp, um, and so maybe he'll be that guy that, that subs in for number eleven. Um, but let me tell you, dude, I'm just we know what AD can do, we know what Kyrus can do, we know what Lad can do, but we haven't seen Lad completely unleashed. <laughs> Is, I'm serious. I'm so serious. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I'm so serious. It's it's crazy because it's like Lad played in a in a kind of sparing role last year, but he's also the only player to catch a pass in every single game. You give that guy, you give that guy at least six, seven targets a game. Dude's gonna put up numbers. Watch out. I'm I'm, I'm all about it because you're exactly right. He and he showed every time you threw the ball to him, he showed up. <laughs> yeah, he showed up and he showed up and showed out. The guys, the guy's awesome. Have you ever seen? Uh, this is you know a little not beside the point, but have you seen that picture? It's one of the coolest pictures of all time. It's like wow. It's a, it's of Lad when he caught that big that long ball against Auburn last year, and the guy who's chasing chasing him like tried to grab at him, and he grabbed like his his towel that was on his back. Some dude like took a high quality high res picture of it, and it's just like a this dude's falling on his face. This Auburn Tigers falling on his face. Lads just like just hauling tail towards the end zone kind of thing, and I'm just like that is a great picture. I need to find it. We need to like just just make it our logo for our. our, our. <laughs> Speaking of which, we might have have a new logo coming in. We'll, we'll, me and Chance are mostly Chance is, is working on something, but. Um, on that same note, should we just swap it on over to the guys who are actually probably going to be catching the most passes? <laughs> possibly, possibly the best group. Actually, I'll just go ahead and set it. The best group of tight ends that has ever been assembled in the history of college football. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> I, I, I mean. I'm trying to think of the, 
there's been some teams like so you know Iowa's been really well known for their their tight ends these past few years you know past like probably a couple decades and they had two guys who ended up being drafted like within the first two or three rounds in the NFL kind of thing like every single one of these dudes like you give me Brock for sure uh Eric or no sorry Eric 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 probably first rounder those two guys probably first rounder Sternell he's so big he's at least a first or second rounder and then you got Delp good gosh man he's our fourth he's our fourth string and this dude is a stud I don't know sorry bird's eye view what you what you think there my my whole thing is I, I'm just getting real curious how we're gonna be able to distribute the ball I mean the thing that helped us out last season was that's the thing there's only one ball I mean <laughs> there's one ball and we got we got four guys here that are just are freaks, and and so my thing is 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 obviously distribution, but every one of these guys is so is different in how they how they operate and and what they what what they're what they bring to the table. I mean Brock is is a freak, and we we know that, and he just he's his own thing. He doesn't really count in any of this, um, but I'm just excited to see what this brings to the table. I mean, because from a – I mean, just to think of having two or three of those guys on the field at any time, just what a defense has to do to prepare for that mentally. I mean, because yeah. we didn't really – we really didn't have Darnell last year. Yeah. So we had him pretty sparingly. He kind of saw spurts of him toward the end of the season, but he was injured. You got him full blast. I mean, I don't know what we talked – because there was talk of him transferring and – I mean, obviously, I was super pumped when he said when he decided not to. But Munkin obviously showed him like you're going to have a great year, <laughs> and let me show you why. Yeah. <laughs> and because this is what we're looking at. But I mean, think think of Stetson being able to throw to any three or four of the combination of those guys at one time, taller than everybody else on the defensive side of the ball that can just do any. I mean, it's. It's exciting. It, it really is. I mean, and I don't want to hype it up too much, but to see what Brock did last year, and obviously everybody's going to be keying on him, which opens mm-hmm. up for Eric and then opens up for other guys. I mean, and then Brock is still going to ball out. It's just it's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't want to – you know, I'm not one to read all these practice notes that are, you know, behind a paywall and all this stuff and, and divulge too much information, but there was a, some guy who wrote a story – or he, he told a story online about from this past weekend how there was apparently, you know, after these closed scrimmages, um, you know, closed to everybody except for, you know, McGill Society donors and whatnot, uh, you know, after this scrimmage, though, apparently they had a little Q&A with Kirby, which he, you know, always does. And apparently there was like a, you know, 10 or 11-year-old kid who was like, Coach Smart, you know, are we going to see any four tight end sets this year? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the crowd like erupted and you know kirby was laughing he said uh no nah. he said i something about like you know i don't know if we'd be able to recruit any receivers if that were the case <laughs> you know if we trotted out four tight ends <laughs> but think about it man those guys every single one of them with the exception of maybe darnell you know those guys could all play out on the end of, of the i mean they could play split in I've dreamed about. I've dreamed about it. <laughs> How do those dreams end? <laughs> really good. <laughs> oh, hey man, we're getting uh, calling the dog calling the dogs at dark here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just I, 
if there's a position that I'm very confident in, the, the most confident position on our team that is, I mean, there's it's without a doubt it's yeah. that room right there. So best best tight end room in the in the country, best tight end room that I, we've ever seen assembled in our lifetime. Uh, so man, I yeah, those guys just can't can't talk enough about them. Let's just jump. Uh, let's 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 go ahead and jump into. We'll leave the QB and RB for last, but let's jump into the O line because there's some question marks there. Um, I mean, let, let's just go. I mean, I'll go across the board real quick and tell you who's. I mean, Broderick's solidified the left tackle positions. Uh, Van Pran solidified the center, and for sure, McClendon is on the right tackle. He's been there for 20 years now. Don't know why he didn't go pro last year. Dude is a stud think he's the best lineman that we have but all three of those guys i feel very confident in their abilities Brodrick obviously played very well in the playoffs uh and came in and and just whenever we had to move around for uh warren erickson you know Brodrick really came in and played very well and I'm, I'm i'm excited to see where he steps into his in his uh third year now the big question mark is, you know, who you got between all those those big towering, you know, ends there and uh, or tackles. And there's there's been a couple names that have come up. Tate Ratledge, all I think he's still kind of nursing his injury, but otherwise I think he would be solidified for sure. But I mean, you're looking at, you know, Warren Erickson's got he's got experience there. I don't feel very confident in him. Then you got on the other side, the left guard. You know, we had. We had uh, what's his name Schaefer who was there for for several years too. Uh, Devin Willock is a guy who's coming up, and then you got Truss who's also been talked about a little bit. Not too sure. Truss and Erickson are the two that I'm just like, ah, eh, I'm a little I'm a little iffy on them. Um, but overall, still got a lot of talent coming back, a lot of experience too, uh, and and I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of drop off uh, from from last year to this year. And Chance, what's it? What, what you think on that? I think the key word you used there was experience. I think a lot of these guys got reps in, and because we did have have to move around because of Rattledge last year, and we had to do some we had to do some some spinning and, and and moving, but we eventually figured out our what it looked like. But I think we've got some experienced guys that have seen time, and seen reps, and um, so I'm I'm kind of iffy on. I feel I'm I'm same way with you with with, with Erickson and Truss and, and and maybe having a little bit of time, uh, maybe that maybe they'll kind of catch their groove this year. They they are to me they are guys that can that can figure it out. And I, I think if having had having had another year under their belt, but um, it's not a guarantee. But I'm not. It's it's kind of a it's not I would say a no name group but it's just a bunch of guys that we don't have one they don't have the the big names that are that are coming out and yes yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty tough you. to have a a, a no name group when you know there's so by this measure that we're looking I mean so we get a little depth chart in front of us I mean and and it's not perfect but I mean looking across the board you got three three five stars and two four stars <laughs> in their starting five. <laughs> Which they have a Marius Mims in their in their at the left guard spot. I don't know if that's going to be a thing to happen. I, I think we're still trying to look. I, I think the coaching staff is still looking for more from Mims. Um, but you know, you you talk about trust and and his development and all that. But like, trust has been asked mostly to play you know the outside position. You know, the uh, uh, tackle, and he's not a good tackle. He does not have a good step off the ball, but. At the guard spot, they might be able to kind of negate that a little bit and and not be much of a factor. So, um, 
I don't know, man. Maybe Trust will be – he's a big dude, massive. I mean, if if our guys are averaging across the board, we're going to average like 6'6", 325 pounds. Like it's, it's just astronomical how big these guys are <laughs> and how well they move. <laughs> yeah, like I say, I, I, I think we'll, I think we'll be in good shape. We, we did, we did, we did pretty well last year. And we did, we had a good, good offensive line. We were able to obviously get good op- offensive production. So, uh, we were able to win games late because of how we were able to run the ball and, and ran the ball well all season, yeah. for the most part. And so, I feel like we'll be able to continue that. It really is about just finding. And this happens every year. Some years it's faster than others. You just, you just find the, you find the. The, 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 the um, it's kind of like the Rubik's cube. You got to figure out which, which fits where to kind of make it make it work. I was ne- I was never good at this. I wasn't either. That's why I'm not an <laughs> offensive line coach. Uh, but it, so uh, that's that's the only reason why though. Um, but but anyway, I I feel like we've got the, we've obviously have the talent to make it work. So I feel I feel okay that we'll be able to do it. And, I, and having Stetson at starting quarterback and his mobility. It, it gets you out of some of those situations that yeah. if you do get a guy that comes off the edge. So, right. um, so anyway, I think we'll be all right. Well, speaking of Stetson, give me your thoughts on the QBs. Uh, we got a lot of them, and there's a lot of talent back there. But uh, Stets, uh, Stets, the man, mailman's the man, and um, and so uh, I, the, as as the summer has gone on, I've gotten more excited about uh, about him at the starting quarterback position and just having some stability there and coming into the season feeling confident about that and knowing yeah. that he's the guy I think it gives I think you saw our team once it was it was his team they rallied around him yeah. and I think him being that quiet leader this year and and commanding the huddle I get excited about it and and him it'll go one of two ways and I don't think he's I don't think he's one to get overconfident but I think having that chip off his shoulder from the sense of having to win the team and being named the starter that chips off but he still ha- he still has the chip of having to prove himself because people people wanted him to stop football last year. Yeah. And so he still has to prove everybody <laughs> he won a national championship but now he's got to go do it again to to yeah. just try to to try to prove the prove the haters wrong and so um so anyway that that does excite me about that potential and um but we've got a lot of we got a lot of talent uh at quarterback and this one of the one of these guys will transfer probably next year at some point i mean you'll have to we'll figure out what that looks like but uh but anyway i they've got carson i feel like carson beck's probably a pretty I mean, he was that's pretty standard or, or pretty set at number two right now, um, but we'll we'll see how see how it all goes. But I think we've got we, we've got plenty of talent back there. Well, the thing about the quarterback room is I I don't have any confidence I don't have any confidence in Carson Beck behind Stetson. Like, and I look at that name and I just shudder thinking if God forbid something happened to Stetson. And, you know, I know it's kind of crazy to think that I'm, you know, that we're saying that at this kind of point. But, man, I I truly could not be more excited about an offense coming into the season because and, – and it has a lot to do with us having – not having that, you know, disgust of, of, of last season or, you know, just being depressed about losing the natty or whatever. But at the same time, I still feel like I have so much confidence in Stetson – confidence in Stetson – 
in his ability, but also his his leadership. I, I, from what I've heard and and people that I've talked to in the, around the team or whatnot, he's just one of those dudes that these guys like would go. They're going to war for him, and 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 would do anything for that guy. He's also like twenty five years old, <laughs> so surely he is you know matured in in the system. But it's uh, I Stetson is is in a position to where he can be. He's already a in my opinion, a legend, but he can also at this point earn everyone's respect with how he plays this year. You know, people forgot all about that 2020 season. You know, he, everybody in their mother was talking about him having those batted balls. And then last year, I think there was maybe two or whatnot. And then, so people need to just get over the whole height thing because I mean, let's be honest, it's, it didn't, he's shorter. Bryce Young is shorter than Stetson. Everybody, every, they had to find a reason. To, to hate on him, and they just—that was the only thing they could. And 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 I think that's just disrespectful to him as a player, but also, I mean, the kid—the kid just does does. Now, don't get me wrong; he's not perfect. I'm not sitting here trying to say that, that he's some superstar quarterback, and and nor would I compare him truly to Bryce Young, except for in the height factor there. But you know, when you when you look at what he's done in his body of work, I mean, last year was. He, if statistically, just looking at the numbers, was incredible. You know, the only thing that he was a little low on was his completion percentage. Otherwise, I mean, his QBR, his uh, touchdown to, to interception ratio was incredible. Now, I mean, you, you bring back a, a experienced receiving core, best tight end room in the country, uh, his 20th year in the system. The kid is The kid is set and ready to ball out. And he starts off the year, like we alluded to earlier, with a, a pretty easy front end on the schedule. Um, I'm excited to see it. He's got the monkey off his back. Everybody does. I mean, it's I'm, I'm ready for, for the mailman. But you, and you think about it, too. You look, if, you, if you want to talk stats, I mean, he pretty much didn't have to throw a ball in the fourth quarter of any of these games. <laughs> no, mean, that's last, right. Yeah. That's the last season. So you pretty much have to take, like, th- three or four games worth of, of time <laughs> that he yeah. wasn't throwing a ball and um and and so you he didn't even have a chance to really show off what not he to was mention he didn't of. start three yeah. games there was three yeah, games so there, he didn't start yeah so he he and so if you just look at those numbers and extrapolate that out the numbers are kind of kind of speak for themselves and so i i think i think uh it's been funny to watch social media with him like him shaving his head and getting the fade and all that kind of stuff and him just him just owning it and and that's exciting yeah. and so I, I'm excited yeah. for him. I forgot about that. I, I love it. I love everything about it. Stequavius Stequavius Ben is what they were called. Yeah, that was Warren Brinson. He took that video of him and it went viral. Stequavius Bennett. He's got the fade going and and somebody made that picture of him and, and edited some tattoos up his arm. He had like a tattoo uh-huh. sleeve <laughs> up his arm. Man, I, I love it. And and he's buying in and he's having he's having fun and, and you know what this is I mean, if we're being honest, this is likely his last year of, of football ever. Um the guy's gonna go out swinging. So I, I love the mentality, I love the experience and I love the, the I mean the guy makes good decisions you know 95 percent of the time uh, there's you know obviously he doesn't have the, the flashiest arm he doesn't have the, the the biggest arm strength you know in general but I mean the guy I, I'm excited to see Stetson Bennett in this offense this year and you know 
I think he's got the tools to, to, to take us back to where we were uh, in, in January. Um, uh, behind him, lots of unproven guys. We don't need to get too far into it, but hoping those guys can kind of develop. Brock Vandergriff being a former five-star. Gunnar Stockton was five-star on some some sites. So, um, you know, need to get those guys, get some reps and whatnot, but let's hope we're uh, – Let's hope we're beating Oregon by 40 and they can get in. Chancey, running back, not a whole lot to worry about here. We got another freaking stable. What's yeah. uh, what's your initial thoughts here? Keep the keep the rotation going. I mean, just keep those guys fresh. Keep them in there. I mean, I, I'm excited about just, just looking at the names. You hinted at it earlier. I mean, Kenny is going to be he's going to he's going to surprise a lot of people this season. I don't think people are talking about him but we we know what the flashes are of what he yeah. and uh and that's always that's that's going to be exciting Kendall uh I have been a big Kendall guy from the from his freshman year uh I hated that he got hurt I think we would have seen a big I think we would have seen a lot more we would have seen some pretty incredible production from him if he hadn't have been hurt uh even last season I think he's very talented um Dejon Edwards man I mean just a hard runner. I mean, the guy just Dijon, <laughs> uh, old Dijon mustard uh, from Moultrie. Um, That's right. He uh, uh, and obviously a lot of times he comes on at the end of the game in garbage time. So, but but still just just runs hard and uh, these freshmen, uh, I'm excited about them and to see what they're what they're capable of. But um, a good little we got some we got some older leadership there and and obviously Kenny being a senior, but. Some some big time freshmen coming up, which is usually how it kind of shakes out. We usually have some, we have the the older guy and the older guy or two that is kind of bringing up the young guns, and um, so keep those boys fresh. And and let's just at the end of the game, we're just we're just running the ball down their throat and for seventy five yard drive, one pass, six runs, yeah, <laughs> score <Yeah>. touchdowns. <laughs> All right, well, let's just have the best offense in, in the history of college football. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's um, you look at top to bottom that 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 running back room is uh, is pretty incredible, and what they've already accomplished with you know Kenny and Kendall, and then you got uh, Dejan who who came in and I mean he was incredible late late in games last year, and then you got two just solid looking freshman running backs. Kenny's Kenny's my guy. Gonna just I'm gonna keep talking about him because I know he's gonna he's gonna do what he he does. And uh, I'm I'm expecting I'm I'm gonna say that Kenny gets a little I don't know if it's gonna be he's gonna get a thousand yards either ru- rushing or receiving and right. receiving might right that's, receiving that's aggressive but that's <laughs> that might be a little dick I, I think what I meant to say was a thousand yards like he's gonna get over a thousand yards maybe fifteen hundred yards excuse me rushing receiving combined how about that all right I'll take that. So I mean, it could be 750, 750, it could be a thousand five hundred, whatever. But that's 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 gonna be my that's gonna be my push there. Had to had to you know process in, in the brain here. That's all right. You, know? you did great. You did great. Does I'm it, proud of does, you. I don't, I'm not getting a lot of sleep these days, my friend. Uh, <laughs> and my printer just came on for some reason. Don't know what's going on. Um, so anyway, uh, Chancy, let's let's. I don't. I hate to rush the the defensive side of the ball, uh, but just to kind of speed things up a little bit. Uh, let's just cover the whole defensive line, defensive ends, no tackle, defensive tackle across the board. You got your just all American, no doubter, Jalen Carter. 
who doesn't get somebody somebody said something about how there's like some top 100 players in college football that somebody put together i don't know if it was espn or, or probably was uh somebody somebody left them left him off of a top 100 list in college football yeah, yeah they, they're 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 blind like literally they don't they can't see things it because... was like i think it was a top 100 that's what it was it was a i don't know who did it but it was the top 100 freaks in college football and i mean i'm, I'm like not even trying to be biased here but like First person I think of is Jalen Carter when somebody he's, says that he's a pre he's a preseason All American. Yeah. I mean, just simply based off his production last year, and uh, we can. I mean, he he was the I mean he was the most talented guy on our defensive line last year. Yeah, and and, and when we had Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt, and yeah. he and Jalen's the most was more talented than they are, and um, now I mean that Jordan and, and Devonte had experience and obviously they were still large human beings, but Jalen was still the one making plays and going in. And well, he, I mean, you talk to anybody that, that covered the team last year. I mean, even David Pollock said just like the best player on that defensive line didn't get drafted last year. He's still that he's still on the team <laughs> and you know, he's, he's talking about 88. Um, and then you look at, the guys you just mentioned, I mean, you look at, at I mean, Jordan Davis and, and, and what's his face? Kali. Devontae. Devontae. <laughs> gosh, sorry. Uh, you know, Davis and Devontae, they both, I mean, had so much production. And I'm just sitting here thinking, like, golly, this is the first time in a long time that we haven't had those two guys. And, and now I'm sitting here thinking, wow, I mean, we've got – Logue is, I think Logue has had some good experience, and he's going to fill in pretty well. He's going to be a guy who we're going to everybody needs to keep their eye on on Zion Logue. But then that other defensive end spot, you know, opposite of opposite of Jalen, what, you know, who? That's honestly over over the safety position. I really do think, and and the opposite corner from Keeley, I really do think that that might be the biggest question mark. And I think. The Ingram Dawkins kid is is I mean and and then we got Walthour and Stackhouse have both had some decent decent production but not, I don't know none of those guys are proven we we have some experience but nothing um, no overwhelming experience and I mean you look at Jalen Carter he's got experience and he's dominated Logue has had some dominating plays there's nobody else on that on that defensive line where I said oh they have the experience and they have been just superior in every way against their opponent. I that's that's a big question mark. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I, I think I think one thing we did well last year was our rotations and getting guys. So there's there's more. I think there's more experience on this team than people realize. Mm-hmm. Just from because we did so well at rotating, and we we talk about that every year. But Kirby has done an incredible job of rotating our defensive guys out and hey just to keep them fresh but also too from a, just an experience standpoint if a guy goes down a guy's got to be able to step up and make plays yeah and so you you still see like all these guys you look look at our, our depth chart our depth chart and like and like say zion and 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 stackhouse and these guys they saw good playing time last year I mean, they saw the field a lot, and so, and sometimes it might have been in the games, things like that. But just having some of that experience, and, and some of these guys too, I, I, I question as well. We're, we're not going to have the dominant defensive line that we did last year. It's just we're just 
if we do, that's a. I mean, it would just be a. It'd be a miracle. But we're going to have a good defensive line. But yeah. to have the the talent level that we had last year, just the what we had last year was it was remarkable. And and we we can't you can't measure it off of that. Like it's just yeah. it's just not it's not real. And so we have to we have to be realistic that I think it's going to take a couple of weeks, a couple of games for this for the defensive line to kind of shake out. But I feel like we'll be okay. Yeah, I mean it's um it's tough, man. You can't last year can't be our our it should be our benchmark, but after losing so much talent, it cannot be as tough. But then of course you know it's it's like you're talking about the pendulum earlier. You know, pendulum's swinging back towards the offensive side of the ball this year, and yeah. um. You go from having a historically great defense, one of the greatest defenses of all time in college football, to uh, to now guys like we're, we're having to fill in guys who've had really, honestly, only had maybe a year's worth of experience. we got Dan Jackson slated to be a starting uh, safety. Is he still a walk-on? Does he have a option? <laughs> I don't know. So Zero anyway. idea. Zero well, idea. Well, anyway, let's, uh, let's jump into the inside linebacker. Um, I, I, th- I feel like Dumas Johnson has solidified himself uh, in in one of those spots, um, and we're hearing a little bit more about Smile. Um, you know, I the guy there in those spots, I, you know, they have the for the positions. I I don't really follow them very well, but you, the the guy that I'm hearing a lot about, like a young guy, a true freshman, Jalen Walker from North Carolina, dude is uh, supposed to be stud. I'm excited to see. Uh, if he's going to get some decent play in time. But I, I feel like uh, Mundon, I don't know, we still don't know if it's Mundon, Mundon, whatever. But Dumas Johnson and Mundon, uh, those two dudes, I think, have kind of captured those those number one spots uh, on the inside there. Um, really, some people are just so high on Smile that he's like, they're talking about, you know, who, number three about him. And I'm, I'm just like, yeah, let's. Let's calm down, man. If we were hesitant to call Nakobe number three, let's 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 calm let's down pump, a little bit. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Pump the brakes. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think it's just another position that we just we were blessed beyond measure <laughs> at, at linebacker. And um, but you got we did get to see some some flair and things like that from these guys. So yeah, I I feel like I feel like we're similar to the defensive line. I feel good about. Where we're going to be an inside linebacker? We're just going to, we're just going to have to get some reps under these guys for them to get them to get comfortable and kind of find that cohesion because um, our our defense did not last year didn't they didn't even have to speak to each other they just knew everything yeah. that they knew everything that the other guy was doing yeah <laughs> I mean so yeah. it's just it's just going to take some time for us to figure that out. well um, speaking of, of of that and 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 that communication obviously everybody Nicobe every everybody said I think everybody was scared even big JD you 99 was like scared to to, to let Nicobe down you know that field general I think Dumas Dumas Johnson is gonna be uh, I think he's gonna be that guy uh, then you look at that outside linebacker position and we got our leading leading sacker from last year returning uh you know you and I talked about this a little bit, but th- that number's a little deceiving. But I'm excited to see about how Ro- Robert Beal, or uh, or as Stetson affectionately called him during the SEC media days, Bobby Beal. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But, you know, I'm excited to see if he really turns into that guy. Because at one point, don't quote me on this completely, but I think at one point the ESPN rankings had 
Robert Beal as their number one player in the country. Maybe maybe a little off there, but he was he was very highly sought after uh, whenever he was in 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 high school. You know, he's had a lackluster career here. Obviously, had a great great season last year for him. Uh, still not a, a ton of production, and but you know that sack, you know, being able to get pressure, the sacks from last year, tackles for loss. You know, that's the kind of production you need from that position. And then you got Nolan on the other side, who's more of a speed rusher. Um, we don't have a ton of depth behind them. I mean, I, I'll be honest; it's it's one of the more unproven. We lost, you know, obviously some guy, obviously some guys from last year, but it's one of the more unproven positions on this defense. But obviously, still have that veteran leadership and production. I mean, Nolan Smith is still that dude. Uh, he's just as a little undersized to me. I'm a little concerned about that. But then again, you know, you're seeing dudes that are you know, projecting him as a first-round draft pick. So I, I may not know nothing, but that outside linebacker still have a lot of faith in them. It's just we just don't have a lot of depth right there. Yeah, I mean, we just got to have guys that prove themselves. We, we just we lost so much. I mean, what I'm worried about, just kind of looking at this, is, like you say, the explosion, just the, the explosiveness in as you go further down the line, I mean, or down the depth chart. Yeah. Do we have guys that can have that kind of can have that quarterback disrupting potential and, yeah. and, and things like that and and like you say I mean Robert Beal had he, he really started to kind of show he, he really showed up in a lot of ways last year and and Nolan's going to be going to try to take uh, he, he's going to take that continue to take that vocal leadership role but can he be out there because the thing, like, going to go back to Jalen and talking about guys like Nolan, are they going to be able to be out there for more snaps to be able to produce more this season? Because yeah. we don't have the same level of talent to be able to change out like we used to. And so is your production level – are they going to be able to do it more more often? And so um, it'll be interesting to see if they're able to do that. But I've, it's just – we're going to take a drop defensively, and and, I, and they they are unproven, and so I don't know what we're gonna I don't know what we're gonna see. Well, no, you 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 bring up a great point. It's one of those things. I mean, how many of these positions have we just listed off on this defensive side? I think every single one of them we talked about our depth, you know, and and unproven, and you know, lack of experience and all that. And so it that is going to be big because that's that's a position. I mean, that outside linebacker position. I mean, you got to be having that motor. The entire time. Same thing with the with the uh, inside defensive line. I mean, those guys have to swap out, especially on third downs. And um, yeah, man, you got to have guys that are going to be able to plug in there. But you got, you know, we talked about the, the lack of depth in the outside linebacker position, but you still got some guys. I mean, MJ Sherman's kind of a he at this point. He's a he's 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 a veteran. Uh, Chaz Chambliss showed some flashes last year. God knows that kid from Michigan is probably still seeing stars after that hit um, that they called the targeting on. But yeah, and then you got some young guys who are coming in who are unproven. But you know, it's all in all, man. We that's gonna be a it's gonna be a theme for this year on that side of the ball is is we got so many so much young talent and and a little bit of lack of depth, but uh, still still some promise, still some really really good players. I mean, we're in better position on that side of the ball than you know 99% of the teams in the country but you know here we are talking about how we don't have a lot of depth <laughs> so it, it is what it is Chancey let's uh, jump into the to the cornerbacks real quick uh, I'll let you I'll let you talk about old, old, old Ringo and, and company well, I don't know if 
Do you remember the last time we saw Keela Ringo, but he was taking a pick six back for <laughs> winning a national championship? Uh, so, and really uh, the most beautiful dagger I've ever seen uh, in, in a game. Um, a guy who, talking about Keely, I, I really, um, as the year progressed, I think you saw, to me, you saw a lot of his transformation and you saw him grow up there was a lot of expectations for him as a freshman. I mean, he was he was relied on from the start to show up and, and really did. I mean, he got he got burned a few times last year. I mean, it was he got he got he got showed up. And so, but I think having that had have that having happened to him and having the success he did later on in the season, I think can I think he's going to have a big year. Um, so I looking across kind of uh in our secondary I feel I feel better about them where we started last year um but I, I like I'm excited to see Keeley's growth um because he's he was he was trending the right way toward the end of the year. well Keeley is obviously the Keeley and Chris Smith are the two and might as well just do the defensive backfield <laughs> you know Keeley and, and Chris Smith are the two that I'm least concerned about but then you look at you know the store position man that national championship game, the way that William Poole played, if William Poole plays that same on the same way this this coming year, he will be he will be probably him and Laringa would be like one and two best best defensive uh, backs that we have on the team, and he will get if he plays like that, he will be drafted is the best way to put it, and and so those are the guys that those three if they play like they can play. Uh, you know, kind of still leaning a lot on pool there. You know, that's going to be a great. I mean, you got a great core there for your defensive backfield. Of course, Dan Jackson. I thought he played pretty well in the times that he got in there, but he's still a guy who does not have a step like some of these other guys do. And, you know, he's. It's not like he's Lewis Seen back there, right? And and so I'm I'm anticipating him having a good year. He still may be a little bit of a liability, but. Uh, the biggest question mark to me is, you know, who's going to be in that that other cornerback spot opposite of Ringo? Yeah. What do you? I don't know. <laughs> who do you, who do you <laughs> think is going to get? Sorry, there? I'm just sitting here dreaming about trying to who 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 is going to be <laughs> because I mean, I because we're I'm looking we're, we've got this depth chart up here and looking at all these all these freshmen and these guys and well, Kamari's um, getting all the hype, especially right. out, of, out of out of camp, but I'm not. I'm not going to say that that until we line up against Oregon. I'm not going to say who the hell is going to start that position because these kids that we I don't know if they do. The they don't. Know. They don't. And 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 to be honest with you, Kirby probably doesn't know either. You know, at this point, we've got guys from we've recruited defensive backs so well that you know people talk about Nylon Green. Is he going to be a guy who's going to step in there? Uh, and then we got three dudes who came in. This this past recruiting class at cornerback, Julian Humphrey, uh, Singletary, and uh, Dalen Everett, uh, man, each one of those dudes, and I think two of the three or three of the three were five star cornerbacks coming in. They could all play. Julian Humphrey is as fast as lightning, man. So the thing is, there's gonna be Kamari Laster if he wins this out, like being a probably you know quote unquote lesser talented guy coming in uh you know from and of course he's got a year in the system but if that's the case then i mean that dude deserves he deserves to be in there and i'm you know maybe he is that guy that that should be offset i don't it, it is 
like I said, I, I still I don't know. It's a toss up between this and the the uh, like opposite of Jalen Carter defensive end position. Uh, that's the biggest thing that uh, you know that is that is really the biggest question mark. Sorry, I'm getting like a text from apparently. I think the Bra- I think the Braves game is getting a little wild, getting a little hairy. Well, we'll we'll finish this. Oh, up, but um, bo- bottom of the seventh, six to five. It was six to one. Holy cow! Oh Lord. Yeah, let's finish this up so we can uh, turn this on, man. We gotta beat the Mets. We gotta win that series, baby. So I, I, I'm with you. I, I do think we have a lot of a lot of young talent there. So uh, to me, out of all of that, somebody can step up. Yeah. <laughs> somebody can step into one. Somebody's gonna step into one of the. If you've got just some raw talent, if you've got some of that speed, we can we can tell you which way to run and how to how to. How to, how to hunt Run that direction. <laughs> Don't let that guy get past you. Um, but anyway, so I, I I feel I feel like we'll. It is it, there. There is a lot of liability there, and I do I can see a lot of guys kind of getting getting open and as yeah. uh, in in that situation. But we got some young guys that I, we'll see yeah. how long it takes me. I agree. I agree. I mean, I mean, I'm really excited about Humphrey. He's he's the one that I'm just like, if he can turn a corner. And be be the, be a coverage guy like we need him to. He's got this, and all the other attributes. So uh, that guy's a stud. Also, Malachi Starks is another guy that get, keeps getting brought up. There's guys that are like, man, that guy can play. Literally in, in high school, he played like every position. I think he even played some offensive line at some point. Like, dude, dude is a stud. Uh, so excited to see what he ends up being uh, this year for us. And then you got my boy Bullard. Javon Bullard, he's old Millersville boy. You know, he's he's also I think he played well last year too at that star position. Uh, he he will definitely come in probably uh, at, behind Pool at that spot, but uh, still a, a solid player in and of itself. L- let's not focus on it too much because apparently it's been really bad special teams. Uh, still got Pod Lesney coming back. Apparently he hasn't looked great in, in camp. Uh, and then we got that Australian punter who. Apparently, he's also who's looked worse. So that's not that's not great. We don't enjoy hearing about that. But um, I mean, how many times did we have this report before we started recruiting? And you know, we had Rod and we got spoiled on all that. But how many times did we just have terrible special teams? <laughs> well, it's some. I mean, in some some seasons, it's been the only thing to save us. And um, but we've. That's but a good last, point. We grew up having Billy Bennett. You know, man, he made he made. He some, never missed a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> His whole career, I think, he might have missed three. I yeah. mean, I, it, it, but we've we've had a lot of we've had a lot of seasons over the years where our special teams is what kept us alive. And uh, but last year, there's a couple of times. I mean, fortunately, we didn't have to have him. But Pod Leslie did not. He did not keep us in situations uh, in a lot of in a lot of at a lot of times. Um, there were some. There were some times that he just yeah. he he wasn't showing up. Sometimes for kicks that weren't that should I mean anything but automatic. It's one of those situations. So maybe it'll all kind of kind of pan out. But man, this is this is what can our success at punt coverage and things like that last year are what gave us won us a lot of games that we don't talk about. But being able to pin teams deep and yeah. having drives go for having having to go eighty plus yards. I mean. It's it literally changes the game, and so I just don't know it that that it does scare me. I'm, I'm, you're not hearing anything great, so I'm I am a little terrified. Well, the fact that we had our punter actually drafted from last year, I think, speaks volumes uh, to what he was able to accomplish. And I mean, Camarda Camarda was shaky 
early, you know, his, his freshman and sophomore year, I mean, he was he was not great. And then, I mean, he really turned into a machine and a weapon. Of course, you know, Pod Lesney, had, he had some hiccups, but then he goes and hits, I think he hit every, I think he hit, he hit every kick that he uh, attempted in the playoffs um, between yep. both games. Um, that's, you know, if he can get past the mental side of it, Pod Lesney, he's, he's got the leg. He can, he's got the ability to do it. And of course, I mean, you know, everybody remembers the Peach Bowl a couple of years ago in the COVID year. I mean, you know, the dude hit the game-winning field goal, and it was just an incredible moment. Um, but anyway, well, special teams will be fine. It's. It, I think everybody's just a little shaky right now. Uh, obviously, we got some great returners. I'm excited to see Kenny on kickoffs again. Again, I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk about Kenny a little bit this year. Um, but Chancey, real quick, what position group concerns you? Oh well, um, for me, it's. Um, I'm probably gonna go back to our defensive line outside of Jalen. I just think there's gonna be. I don't know if, and I might be. Over, I might be getting a little bit ahead of myself. I don't think we're bad anywhere. I, I think that's one of the things. I don't think we're bad at any position group. Yeah. Um. I, I don't think we have as many question marks. I guess from us, in my mind, I'm thinking the drop off from just the sheer amount of talent we had last year to this year, that's going to be the largest gap. In in my mind, even though Jalen is still incredible. Yeah, but him having rotation—it's not so much Jalen. I think Jalen's the only reason that I'm, this is—he's the only thing that keeps it from being a problem. But I guess I just don't. A lot of the question marks there—it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be coming up behind him to be able to create that same production because it was the unit that made the disruption last year yeah. that caused everything they did. So that—that's the only thing I guess for in my mind that's a questionable. To me, that largest drop in what we had last year, that's just where the, the entire defensive line is where I'm. I'm... Yeah, I, I actually I, I think I completely agree with you, except for, I don't know, maybe the tight end room might be the biggest question mark, but <laughs> the, <laughs> the defensive line, the more that we talked about it sitting here, the more I thought about it, the more I feel more confidence in the defensive backfield. Uh, the the defensive line is definitely the biggest question mark. Although I think we do have we have some guys there, um, but you're right though. It's it's pretty tough to to replace of what was Jordan Davis was like six 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 seven, three hundred fifty ish pounds. Like it's pretty tough to replace a guy like that. We have already seen videos of him from from uh, camp this year from from Eagles camp just dominating dudes, and uh, he's going to continue to to bring that to the NFL level, but. Yeah, that's that that is I completely agree. That's the spot. That's the that's the group that kind of concerns me the most, but uh, it's like you said, I mean, it's it's not like it's so concerning where I think they're going to be terrible. Uh they're they're still going to be a solid group. So, let's see what let's see how they turn out. Um Chancey, I we've already kind of talked about some of these guys, these impact freshmen that are going to make a difference and we'll we'll see where they uh they end up lining up. I mean, hell, maybe there might be one or two that start uh the year. Um, let's go ahead and run through the schedule real quick and get your thoughts on it. You know, we've got Oregon, basically the first, first third here, we got Oregon, Sanford, and then at South Carolina and Kent State. Um, man, from those, obviously Oregon's the big neutral game. It's the big, 
you know, start start of the year, the season opener. I don't like if you go back and so I actually watched a little bit of of, of Oregon last year. And what they were able to do, this is not the Oregon of old. And and maybe Dan Lanning's going to make their defense. Now their defense has some guys over there, and they got uh, what's his face? They got the Sewell boy, uh, and then uh, Panay Panay Sewell. No, not Panay. Noah Noah Sewell. Uh, and then um, they have uh, Ali. What's that guy's name? That was the uh, the edge rusher. I'm going to have to look this up. You're asking the wrong guy. Because I don't think I watched a snap of Oregon football. Uh, Justin Flo. I didn't. I hadn't found it. But Justin Flo. You know they had Thibodeau last year who got drafted. Uh, but Noah Sewell and then Justin Flo, who's this guy who was like, have you seen that picture? It's like it went viral. It's like this picture of this Oregon player with his shirt up and his. Mm-hmm. He's got this like twenty eight pack of abs yeah, like yeah, yeah. and all that showing, and everybody's like, this is the the you know the epitome of a football player like this is the you know dude was born in a lab kind of thing um that's justin flo who has played like 10 career snaps at Oregon. <laughs> like i think the dude's just he's been hurt or he's been benched and whatnot so i don't know they don't have a lot of guys to i mean and this is not the chip kelly you know dudes d'anthony thomas and all that like this is not that kind of Oregon team they got destroyed by Utah twice last year. Um, Utah is a team that I'm hoping goes to the Swamp. I think they're playing in the Swamp. They're playing Florida. But I'm hoping they go to the Swamp and just beat Florida's ass is what I'm hoping they do. Um, I'll be honest, likely not to happen. But uh, but anyway, Chancey, what's, what, do you, what do you think? What, of those first four games, obviously, we can throw out Sanford, throw out Kent State. Um What's what's your thoughts on on Oregon and South Carolina? Oregon, I feel like you've already talked about it. We're we're a talent mismatch. Uh, the, I think showing up, we have that advantage. I, I do think, like I said, there's there's some mentality, some mental games that that Dan can play on the Oregon side to get them excited. And for us, we're coming off of a national championship, so we don't know where we're going to be at uh, from from that standpoint. From from a focus standpoint, pulling you away from Athens, putting you in, taking it's not fortunately it's not a long drive. Oregon is having to fly across the country to come to Atlanta to, to do that. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that play in this. I don't think you have to really look into it too hard. I mean, this is the first game for everybody. Um, so I just think we're a talent mismatch. And same thing for South Carolina. Um, I was thinking about it. And I was talking with somebody about it the other day. I will never go back there. I will never go back there. And we probably talk. I think we talk about it every time that South Carolina gets brought and up. There's, and I'll talk about it every week from now until then. I will never go back to that place, that hell hole. Um, and, Somebody tried to tell me the other day that Columbia wasn't that bad. And at what? I mean, it's, it's, every, it's awful. I've never I had I politely told there. them to leave. <laughs> you are high on mushrooms because that it's terrible. And so – um, and it's at noon, and it's, I don't know. I feel obviously still a talent mismatch. Shane Beamer is going to try to pull some big stunts to make it to to make it a big flashbang thing, but um, I just feel like we're, from a talent perspective, we're just we're just significantly better than they are um, in, in a lot of ways. So it's hard to kind of go into it with this much confidence, but that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm just uh, sorry. I'm trying to get the I'm getting the Braves trying to put them on my phone here. Um, 
just making a lot of racket on my end. I'm just going to put it down. Um, so uh, the uh, the thing is with me, South Carolina is just one of those. It's one of those games where there's going to get a lot of hype, and, and and that defense is going to be better this year. Shane Beamer, I think, is a pretty solid coach, and he recruited. He made up for some some lapses in recruitment a little bit, but dude, they're still they are just not the team that they used to be. I mean, even whenever Muschamp was there, they actually got some pretty solid guys come in. Uh, they just don't have anybody that scares me. I mean, Rattlers, he's probably going to be pretty productive, and 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 I'll be honest with you, he's he'll probably give us some fits uh, at some point because. Uh, you know, South Carolina and Oklahoma are going to play some. They're going to play a different. Obviously, they play a very different style of football offense. It's going to be a uh, a little bit different system, but I think they're going to play to his his strengths. And uh, so, South Carolina gives me a little bit of a, a slight worry because it's in South Carolina, but it's also at noon. I don't know if you did. Did you talk about that? I, it's I, it. I said it was at noon. It's like yeah. which which does help us. Yeah, but it's not a. You know, it's not like I, I'm not concerned about it whatsoever, but it, it definitely, it being a night game would probably turn it from a, I don't, I don't know what the spread is, but it would probably turn it from a, you know, 21 and a half point spread to like a 17 and a half point spread. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's, that's actually, I'm curious about that. I'll have to look it up uh, here in a second, but um, chance, and then, and then Oregon game, Dan Lanning's going to turn that program around a little bit more, but I'm still at this moment, I'm not too concerned about what their offense can do, and I know that our, our their defense is not going to be comparable to what our offense sees every day uh, at, at practice. Um, chance, and then we got uh, the middle of the middle of the pack. There we got uh, my schedule. Go here we go. Yeah, so at Missouri, and then obviously we have Auburn at home. Auburn at home is going to be the big. Obviously, everybody's going to tailgate for that game. Uh, Vanderbilt in Florida. I mean, what's from those October games. I mean, that's a that's not the worst gauntlet, but it's not the most. I mean, it's definitely not the most inviting. Uh, playing at Missouri is not very intimidating. And then to me, Auburn the Auburn game is going to be the, the the pivotal game of the year. You know, we're going to know what we got. You know, and this is you know we're sitting here talking about the sixth game of the season is when we're going to figure out what kind of team we have. So I mean, to me. That that October stretch is going to tell us a lot about who we are and, and what we're going to achieve. Auburn, uh, Auburn, that game being at home is big. I think it's a it's kind of one of those to me. It's it can be that that Arkansas game of last year that kind mm-hmm. of that kind of okay. We know what we're about. <laughs> we we know who we are and what what this team is 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 going to do, and that kind of environment is kind of what I'm envisioning for that game because really and truly that's going to be our first, I mean, think about it. We're not going to have a big home game till October. And so it's, it's, which sucks, but at the same time, it'll, it'll be, I think for us to be in that, that will make that environment electric. If it takes till October 8th for us to have a big home game, it is going to be a wild environment. I'll it's be, I'll be, be We'll be set up about six a.m. <laughs> be ready I mean, to roll because everybody's because and honestly, this is the first time I've really sat here and thought about it. Everybody's going to be chomping at the bit, and so it's going to be everybody's going to be juiced up for that. So I, I I feel good about it. Florida, honestly, um, because we're not. I mean, we don't have to really talk about Vanderbilt. Um, Florida, to, in my mind, we will know enough about them by that point 
to know what we've got to deal with. And I mean, yeah. Flor- Florida's got talent; they always do. But they've been decimated by just a horrible last season and, and everything that happened and transfers and um, and they're just they're trying to a new head coach trying to, to to bring an entirely new not Florida philosophy by not acting like an idiot. Um, but that game, you just can't count that game out. It doesn't matter what happens; we can win that game every year for ten years, and I'm still gonna I'm still gonna have concerns. So. Man, we got PTSD from our our upbringing. The so I'm sitting here looking at that stretch, and and first of all, Missouri, that's on my birthday, so we'll we'll I'll have to do something to to celebrate that day, right? Uh, and then the dogs will likely go into Columbia and probably give us a similar result as to uh, when we first went there in 2012, and you and I enjoyed that in person. Mm-hmm. Um, now just sitting here talking about Florida. I'm, I, I, I was curious, so I pulled up their schedule. And let me tell you, Chancey, I would not be surprised one bit if they have four losses mm. whenever, the, whenever they crawl into Jacksonville for that game. So their first, so they start off against Utah. It's in, it is in the swamp, so I'll give them that. So they start off against Utah. Could very well be a, a, a loss. Then they play Kentucky. Kentucky's going to be a solid team this year still. That could very well be a loss. Got USF, I'll give them that one. So say that's one and two. They play at Tennessee, and then they play Eastern Washington. So obviously another win. Play Missouri, likely another win. Then they play LSU at home, but it's it's still LSU. Now we don't know where LSU is going to be, and I'll be honest, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if LSU is a dumpster fire this year too. But I also couldn't wouldn't be surprised if they walked into the swamp and and, and beat Florida. So. Very well could be four four losses coming into that game. I would not be mad about it. No, so. no, yeah, and and as long as we beat them by fifty, that would be uh, that would be uh, pretty appropriate. Chancey, uh, last let's uh, finish up this last uh, third here. We got a, 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 honestly a pretty fun last bit uh, last four games of the season playing at uh, excuse me playing Tennessee at home. That's probably our our second big tailgate weekend. Uh, then you got Mississippi State away, and then you got Kentucky away, which is another you know couple of solid football teams that were playing away. And then we finished up with Georgia Tech uh, for the first time. Uh, sorry, it's not the first time in a few years, but first time in Athens in a few years uh, that we would play them. And uh, and you know what? That looks like some pretty good November football to me. Uh, some some trips up to the kind of the north. Uh, well, you got you got obviously the north side of the uh, Lexington and the north side of the SEC country. You're playing Tennessee at home, which is weird that Tennessee's playing in November now instead of October, but still not still not too weird. I still feel like they're a good November opponent. We talked about that, but finally, you know, finished it up playing Tech. You know, traditionally, what's your uh, what's your thoughts there? I, I definitely out of the different groups of I guess all around these four games to me are are a little more exciting than any of the other than the other two groups of four uh this this month of football could be could be the most exciting and the most fun just on a week-to-week basis um i i, I like this I, I think having tennessee at home this year is going to be big because that no huddle nonsense that they pull having that at home in our environment will be it, it'll play to our advantage because any team that like I say any any team that has that wrinkle you always have to be watching out for it and with the year that our defense may be a little down that's something that an offense like theirs you can look up you can blink and you'd be down 
couple scores on, on a team like theirs. And yeah. Hooker is a good quarterback. So, I mean, and he's just – he's had a, a whole other season to get developed in uh, Heifel's offense. So, that game can be interesting to me. I think Mississippi State, I have absolutely no idea. Zero idea what that game will look like because that – there is no telling what Mississippi State team we're going to play. <laughs> it could be the one – It's they are the most – they are on the biggest roller coaster of anybody – and um, they could give us the most problems out of anybody this season, or they could give us the least. And so it's just you never know what you're going to get. But we are going to be playing in the in the cowbells and all that kind of stuff. So who knows? Who knows what we're going to come up against there? But um, Kentucky playing at home. Kentucky's on the rise. Kentucky's playing good football. Uh, that that game is dangerous, uh, especially toward the end of the season. Hopefully yep. everybody's staying healthy at that point, but that that's a dangerous game. Uh, Tech is not Kentucky. Yeah, that's um, that's one of the more I would say that's probably the one of the scarier games because I mean we can get through the gauntlet of of that October schedule playing Auburn, and we can get through Tennessee. We could play away in Mississippi, and then that following week, I mean that's if there's any kind of quote unquote trap game, that's probably it. people are gonna probably say South Carolina because it's between two cupcakes and all that, but. I'm I'm not gonna say South Carolina's at that point. Kentucky is a better team than South Carolina. I would not be surprised if, if Kentucky finishes second for sure. Uh, Tennessee's probably I'll be I'll be honest, they're getting way too much hype. That defense isn't gonna fix itself like overnight, you know, over one off season. Uh, and they're they were bad. just they they were horrendous at times last year. So um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. We gotta I mean. You look at this schedule top to bottom, there's a reason why our Vegas has put our over-under uh, season win total at 11. I mean, they have a lot of confidence in us. Excuse me. And obviously, we have a, a good football program. And I'm excited, man. I mean, holy cow, I can't believe we're almost two weeks away from the real opening weekend. Technically, we have football next weekend. You know that, right? Gosh. That's, that's true. Yeah, Not this coming week. weekend, but yeah, a week and a half from now. Week Week zero. Yeah, week zero, we got some ass football, but we got football. <laughs> uh, that's the best way to describe it. Hey, it's, it's football. It's, it's like, not good. It's oh man, that's like never mind. I was trying to think of a good analogy, but you just you took the words right out of my mouth. That's that's that's, pr- that's pretty much all all you needed to know. I mean, let me just the highlight of that of that gauntlet of games is. I mean, Nebraska plays Northwestern. <laughs> I mean, oh man, I'm. You know what's so stupid? I'm gonna be watching that game. There's no doubt in my mind that I'm gonna be sitting down watching that football game um, because you, you just at that point you're just hungry for something. And then a Vanderbilt, and then there's just some terrible football. But then Vanderbilt plays Hawaii at 10:30 on Saturday night. And that is a game that I will tune in for maybe maybe a quarter, <laughs> but <laughs> but I will tune into it. That is probably honestly that might be the best matchup of the of the. And sure enough, Vanderbilt, as terrible as they were last year, they are favored by uh, a touchdown and a half. So well, whatever, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how Vegas moves that one by the time. But. No kid. Well, Chancy, um, we we've we've kind of going as slow as we possibly could uh, get through this stuff and it's one of one of our longer episodes i just real quick was going to ask you i didn't know are you 
we, we yeah, I don't know. We we may we're undecided on whether or not we're gonna have an Oregon preview, standalone preview or not. But Chancey, are you gonna plan? Are you planning to go to that game? We are going. So we're actually gonna stay in Athens Friday night and drive over to Atlanta Saturday morning. So awesome. We are going. Got the Love camp it. the camp the campers up there and ready to ready to ready to be tail slept in and tailgated in for the season. So I was about to ask you if, if the uh, the Bulldog Park had the uh, the, the, the annual Ch- Chancey pilgrimage from from South Georgia. <laughs> it took like, experienced it, it took like it took like a month and a half to get everybody up there, but yeah, everybody yeah. made it up there. So <laughs> Well, there's like 20 of y'all having our campers up there. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Well, man, hey, this has been good. We're, we're getting back into the groove of things. And, um, you know, we'll I guess we'll keep up uh, trying to, yeah, you know, have a, have an episode every every week and, and get y'all ready. And, and, it, and honestly, probably more so just discussing the, the game from the previous weekend. But you know what? We'll, we'll bring you something. Um, and, but, uh, no, we appreciate y'all. Uh, if you're still listening to this, then God bless you. But. Uh, we appreciate y'all uh, hanging around with us, and uh, we're uh, looking forward to this uh, 2022 season, my man. It's going to be fun. I'm super excited. So uh, I'm just – I can't believe it's already here. It's already time. It's about to be September, and, and I'm not ready for that. But No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. All right, brother. Go dogs. Dog on the top. Oh.